It is what we're thinking about, and what we're thinking about is evolved communication. Hello, and welcome to the Mile High Church Podcast. This is the place where we connect and converse to explore communication in our relationships, our social world, inner development, and spirituality. Today, we open our hearts and we get real. Well, hey, it's Barry Eber, and I'm back with what we're thinking about. And my guests today are Larry and Chris Katzmeyer, who have been uh, working for a long time on the labyrinth and uh, doing labyrinth workshops and setting up the labyrinth uh, several different places. And we've been buds for a long time. So it's great to have you on the podcast with me today. And uh, how did you guys get into the labyrinth in the first place? How did it get started for you? I was at a, a men's retreat, my first retreat in 2000, and one of the practitioners here at Mile High, uh, he had a Zen meditation type walk at the re- retreat, and for, this was in 2000, and there was something about a walking meditation that worked for me that my attempts at sitting meditations actually were real jokes, but the walking meditation was something different. And I came back to, to Mile High, or back to the, after the workshop, and I found out that they were having a labyrinth class here at Mile High, and walking the labyrinth workshop on Good Friday. And Having never been in this church prior to that, I came to the workshop on the labyrinth, and I thought, this really works. This is the same as the Zen walk was, but it's inside. And it takes me somewhere, I'm not sure where, but I like going there. And so then I became involved with the labyrinth team with a wonderful labyrinth facilitator named Eileen Flanagan, and I started working the labyrinth team with her, and then then Chris became involved. Yeah, that's great. One of the things I love about walking the labyrinth is, is the process of it. I mean, when you step in and you step onto the path, and you know... Uh, all you got to do is follow the path. You don't have to think, and it gives your mind an opportunity to be open. And I do think that it's it's different than sitting. You have a chance to relax because you know it's a process. You're going to wind up in the middle. You're going to wind up coming back out, and you don't have to be timing yourself or anything like that. I think it does give you uh, a time to um, calm down and really open your mind. And I've gotten lots of great... Uh, uh, kind of intuitive hits walking the labyrinth. That's one of the reasons that I love it. Mm-hmm. How about you, Chris? How'd you get into it? I think intuitive hits really says it for me too. And in the story that Katz or Larry just shared, um, in the time right before he started walking the labyrinth here, he was diagnosed with cancer. And as all people would be, we were pretty anxious and nervous and crazy. And when he walked the labyrinth, he felt this calmness, right, a peace. Um, so he encouraged me to walk it. Would you walk it and see? And and I was in love in the first step. I loved the design. That was what spoke to me in my heart. But it also calmed me down, too. And I was experiencing the calm when the insight started happening, too. And so I don't know if that's everybody's experience, but that was my experience. And it's why I um, always wanted to go back 
to to your point is like things can come up and do and and when you walk sacred space it's you know the idea of focusing your energy you know into and with the divine you know that that result becomes um much more tangible much yeah. more tangible mm-hmm. and one of the things i love about it too is i i always get that hit of uh you know people been doing this for hundreds and hundreds of years and <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm walking on this path like all the people right. that came before me that were uh had their situations and their times and their uh their issues and, and and they stepped onto this path and walked around, you know, and, and that's one of the things that I love. And I remember when we did a uh, um, a workshop, or you had the labyrinth out in uh, Asilomar when I was doing the yeah. teen program out there, and we walked walked it with the teens, and they all came over, and it was just such a, a great thing to see them get into it and how uh, they all calmed down and really respected it and walked it, and uh, you know, then we had a great time talking about it afterwards. And I think that uh, um, th- there's an opportunity that's uh, that's ancient and yet it, it's modern because the movement aspect I think appeals to people too. Th- that I'm I'm moving. I'm not I'm not just sitting. And I think in our in our culture that's moving so fast, we get to move and slow down a little bit at the same time, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And you guys have been to the cathedral in Chart where they had the labyrinth too. So what what was that experience like? Well, we we've had the great fortune to be there about six times now. So I would say that each time it was different. Um, but because it's the great cathedral, and to your point, Barry, that it's ancient, you know, twelfth century and all of that, that you know you're walking with the ancients, you know you're walking with history, and at the same time you're in present moment. So it's like holding both, which is um, interesting and phenomenal. And and for me, the Chartres Cathedral just begs ritual. You know, it's all about ritual because it's a you know ancient church, an old church. So when you kind of walk into the labyrinth, you know, you're kind of doing a ancient procession into the labyrinth. Um, you're walking on limestone that was quarried from a, you know, a quarry several miles away. And so you're wondering how the heck did these stones get here? You know, so there's a lot of um, inquiry going on. Um, The middle of the Chartres Labyrinth used to have this big, beautiful silver minotaur, um, I guess, plate in the middle. But in World War II, they needed the metal, so it was taken out and used. So now it's just kind of a rough middle, but at the same time, it's everything, you know. Um, so when you get to the middle of the labyrinth in Chartres, um, you're feeling this, I'm feeling, <laughs> my experience is, I'm feeling so much, so much. And then there's a line of view from the middle of the Chartres labyrinth to, um, to a beautiful statuary of Mary, uh, actually Mary ascending. So you've got that going on too. So yeah. it's it's one of those um, pilgrimages of a lifetime, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And each time there was a very special experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I, one of the things that I love about that is um, that people back in the 12th century felt it was so important that they took the care and the time and the amazing amount of energy and work uh, and dedication to make it happen, yeah. to, to to build it, you know, and to build it uh, 
with all that sacred geometry and all that um, perfection in it, and mm -hmm. to have that view of Mary ascending and just <laughs> to uh, do all this work to make that experience possible for people to have a sacred experience. And I think every version of the labyrinth we see, like we have this labyrinth now in the um, uh, out in the grounds at Mile High Church that you can walk that's right out there. And uh, everyone is a little bit different, but everyone has... Uh, a connection to all labyrinths. I think that that's, that's part of the, the thing that's amazing too, that the process of walking it, there are people that just get hooked on walking it like you two. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it, it's a process. You look for them and uh, everything, uh, everything is connected there in a, in a, in a great way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The connection part, as we go on vacation, we always look and go to a, a site called, a website called for World Labyrinth Locator. We go on that to find labyrinths <laughs> where we're headed. And so if there are labyrinths around, we walk them. And, and that grounds you in a new place. Right. And I think, that, yeah, I think that's cool. That's, yeah, some people are looking for McDonald's, you're looking for a labyrinth. <laughs> yeah, not to... Anything against McDonald's, of no, course. No, but. No, I, no, I get that. It's just landmarks. But I think that, uh, yeah, I think that thing that there are so many of them around in different places, you know, in uh, the place uh, where we do our meditation retreats, you know, there's a labyrinth there and people go to that labyrinth. Mm -hmm. That's part of the process, too. And I think it's, uh, uh, once you... Uh, once you've done it a few times, I think you get hooked on it because it... Uh, you know, all you got to do is step in and something's going to happen. And like you mentioned before, uh, at least you're going to slow down and you're, and you're going to feel better when you come back out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think for me, the knowingness of it being sacred space and that sacred space is um, about focusing your energy. So when you focus your energy in a sacred space, it becomes the space that connects you to the divine. And that to me is how we get connected or how we uh, connect to the connecting sense of being connected, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, so you definitely are connecting to divine, the divine. Um, actually, the minute you step on, it's more of a metaphor for that because we're actually always connected to the divine. Yeah. But um, this, this is the space that you can focus that energy for sure. Yeah. And I remember when you brought the, uh, the labyrinth to the men's retreat and we had a big... Uh, uh, we had a big room that we're in, this giant room with all this timber and stone and a fireplace in there. And we had a whole bunch of guys in there and just walked it in silence all one afternoon. And, uh, you know, everybody took turns being on there and the other people just sat around and prayed in silence. And it was it was just amazing, amazing to be to be a part of that and to just have a. Uh, a group of men just slow down and have this experience. And m most of us hadn't done it before, but just uh, kind of surrendered to it. And, and just, this is a meditation and uh, we're going to drop into it. And it's ancient and people have been doing this for a long, long time. And it must be important or we wouldn't keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the retreat where we did the walking, the, so many men walking the labyrinth at the same time, was also one of them we were dealing with, dealing, we were talking about dealing with our fathers. And the, num, 
the number of men who were walking that labyrinth very tearfully, both on and on, you know, going in and coming out, was a very clear message that, hey, something's really going on here. I can't name it, I can't categorize it, but all I have to do to look at the faces of the people walking it or the men walking it, something's going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, it became very clear to me at that time, uh, this is a big part of my life, to do what I can to make it available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I know for you even more so. Oh, yeah. We definitely, after we were walking the labyrinth to calm down around the time of, of the cancer period, um, we decided to give service to the labyrinth. Not because we thought it cured the cancer, but it certainly helped us immensely. And by giving service to the labyrinth, it has just, you know, become a big central part of our life. For yeah, sure. yeah, it has. Mm -hmm. it, you've kind of built your lives around it now, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is which is great. Yeah. You know, you're the you're the labyrinth people, <laughs> and and that's a cool thing. But one of the things I love too is, uh, you know, you're kind of walking into a mystery when you walk into the labyrinth, and it it's a metaphor for this mystery that spirit is right. We don't have spirit figured out, and so. The labyrinth, I think, brings us to that space uh, beyond religion, you know, where we where we just step in to something bigger that we're not going to figure out, but that we can have access to, mm -hmm. and that we can open to. And uh, uh, I do love the um, the intuitive aspect of it because mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's not like we're straining to get something. It's like there's things coming into us all the time if we slow down enough to listen. Mm -hmm. And I think the labyrinth. Uh, it just by its very process slows us down and connects us with the connects us with the ancients and with spirit that's always available to us and we kind of uh, align our frequency there and mm -hmm. I think that that's that's something that's good and it, it there's an importance to it that um, is kind of inherent in the labyrinth otherwise it wouldn't still be there we wouldn't be doing this for hundreds and hundreds of years through all different kinds of times if it wasn't it wasn't important. Mm -hmm. And there's something about the design of the labyrinth, too. Can you touch on that a little bit, about the different designs and what they represent? Sure. Um, there's probably seven basic, fundamental, used-a-lot kind of labyrinth designs. And, and then there's a whole bunch more. Uh, but the seven really have been used since ancient times. And probably the most popular one is the one that's found in the Chartres Cathedral, called the Chartres labyrinth. Mm -hmm. um, it's what they call 11 circuits. So if you count the the spaces from the outside to the inside, that's a, cir that's a circuit. So if there's 11 of those spaces, it's an 11 circuit. A lot of times you'll see a 7 circuit, sometimes a 5 circuit. Um, and then there's labyrinths like the, um, the First Nation has one called um, Man in the Maze, which was found in Arizona years and years ago. Um, very, very close to um, the Chartres Labyrinth in its design, um, even though it has different stories. And then there's variations of those. Um, and But basically, you'll see labyrinths with a lot of turns or very few turns, It's and both are called labyrinths. But I think the most important thing to say about design, I think, that we've been saying for many years, but people get mazes and labyrinths confused, a labyrinth is not a maze. A maze is not a labyrinth. 
Um, and the basic difference is, is that a maze is here to trick you, you know, to put you down dark alleys, so to speak, and find your way out. And a labyrinth is one path in, one path out. And it's really a metaphor for our life. Um, and it puts you on the path. It doesn't trick you, you know, to dark corners. So Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody told me uh, when this labyrinth was being built here that a maze is where you get lost and a labyrinth is where you get found. Perfect. Yeah. 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 And I, Perfect. I, and I like that. Yeah. And, I, uh, you know, I think it's... A lot of times it gets us back on the path. It's a great way to get back on the path if you've been a meditator and uh, you've kind of fallen off Mm -hmm. for a while. I think going to a labyrinth is a great way to get started again because you're literally getting back on the path that you want to be on. Mm -hmm. And uh, just being in that energy. I know when you've done the the labyrinths here and... you know, Good Friday and other things when you have all the candles in there and people come in and, and sit and just uh, are in that space, it, it becomes sacred. You make, you make the space sacred. And, mm-hmm. and the two of you have a lot to do with that mm-hmm. uh, because of the intention that you bring to it. Because mm-hmm. it's sacred to you, it makes it easy for it to be sacred to the rest of us mm-hmm. as well. So Thank thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for doing that. I appreciate it. Our yeah. pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's great... Uh, getting to to go to exotic places that do the labyrinth, but I think uh, you know one thing I wanted to to just mention is this this labyrinth that we have here at the corner of Alameda and Garrison in Lakewood is open all the time, and people can come and walk it. And uh, we're going to have a uh, workshop coming up here uh, about the labyrinth too. Can you touch on that a little bit? Well, the workshop is going to be uh, July thirty first from 9.30 to 12.30, and it will be facilitated by two ministers here at Mile High. And uh, we have two labyrinths here now. We have the Canvas Labyrinth, which we've had since probably 1998, and it's a painted canvas 36-foot labyrinth. The labyrinth we have on the outside both of which will probably be utilized during the Reverend Zamara and Reverend Chris's workshop. The, both of them will be utilized. And the new labyrinth we have here at Mile High, the one that was built May 5th, or a, was, it's a one of a kind. It's a different design. It's not a Chartres design. But it was chosen by three of us who work with the Labyrinth, Legacy Labyrinth Project, and uh, Dr. Patty, Reverend Josh, and Todd from facilities here. We all met a number of times before a pattern was picked, and this outside labyrinth that we recently built was built with great energy uh, under the leadership of Dr. Patty, who is very, very much of an energy worker, in big quotes or little quotes, but very powerful energy worker. So both the labyrinths here are very special to me and to Chris and obviously to Dr. Barry. <laughs> but yeah. we're... We're very, very, we're very proud to be able to offer of them 
and to be of service in that way is very, very cool. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys doing uh, doing all your work with this, and it's it's exciting that we have one here now. It, it is because it's something that we've talked about for a long time, and mm -hmm. you know, to set the intention and then get it done, and to see people walking in is great. So, thank you for uh, being a part of that. And Chris, would you be willing to lead us in a, a little process here to uh, close this out? Certainly. Yeah. Thank you. This is um, what's called a brain heart meditation. We'll do it for just about five minutes, and it's a meditation that we've been using um, before we enter the labyrinth. And just just tiny brief uh, history of this. Um, if you're familiar with the HeartMath Institute, um, this is from the HeartMath Institute, and there's been tons of research on this particular meditation. And the primary purpose for it is to bring your heart into energetic coherence, meaning from maybe a frazzled place or a chaotic place to a very centered place. And when you enter a labyrinth with your heart or from your heart, um, what's happening generally, just generally, is that you walk a labyrinth with less expectation. And that really is one of the best ways that's to allow the divine or the energy of the space and of yourself to um, to not be thinking so much, but then just to go into that intuitive place of your heart. So this meditation is designed to, to bring us there. So just to begin, go ahead and just put your feet flat on the floor or wherever you are. You can also do this lying down. And just for a few moments, just bring yourself into, just bring yourself into your heart. So what that means is just your awareness is just right there on your heart. And then the next step is just to be aware of your breathing and see if you can't have it feel like you're breathing right into your heart and exhaling from your heart. So just breathing in to the heart space and breathing out, exhaling from the heart space. So you're just bringing your full awareness to this activity. And just breathing in and exhaling from the heart. You might be experiencing a, a mind that still feels kind of busy, but that's okay. Just bring your focus to your heart and the breathing in and the exhaling from the heart. And if you experience your breathing slowing down, that's good. And if you don't, that's fine too. So just breathing into the heart space, inhaling in. And exhaling from the heart space. And if you feel like putting your hand on your heart, that can sometimes feel good. Just continuing to breathe 
into the heart space and exhaling from the heart space. And now the next step is, and this is just all an imagination kind of thing, but if you can imagine all the activity in your brain, in your mind, in your brain, the top of your head, if you can just imagine all of that, just that energy just flowing down into your heart. And just imagining however that is for you. It's Maybe it's little beads of energy. Maybe it's a color. Maybe, maybe whatever it is for you, just allowing that energy from the top of your head to just trickle down into your heart. And at the same time, you're still breathing into the heart and exhaling from the heart. And it may be possible that you are feeling a, a warmth in the heart area. You might be feeling an expanded energy from the heart or you might not be feeling anything there and that's all good all of it is good but just knowing that wherever you place your awareness it expands which is a basic physics for everything and then this meditation when you're breathing into the heart with awareness with consciousness you're allowing that heart to expand So just a few more moments of breathing into your heart and exhaling from the heart. And allowing yourself to just to feel what that feels like. A lot of times you'll hear the expression dropping into your heart and this is one way to do that and then as this relates to labyrinth walking as you feel ready and that's totally up to you obviously when you feel ready when you feel like you have dropped into your heart then that's a really good time to start the walk you can continue to breathe into the heart as you walk if you like or you can let it go and maybe pick it back up when you meet this when you get to the center it's just one way there's so many ways to walk a labyrinth but getting into your heart dropping into your heart is certainly one of those ways so I wish you wonderful success and happiness and joy in your next labyrinth walk at Mile High Church. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. It was beautiful. So again, thank both of you for being here today and uh, talking about something that you really love. And uh, thank you for all the service that you do too. 
So uh, that's it for what we're thinking about today. Join us again soon, and uh, we'll keep on going. See you soon.